are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. Hey everybody, what is happening? It's your girl Jonan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that's around the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and where they're now. So, hey y'all, what's happening? Ooh, today's a beautiful day because Monday is my birthday, yay. And uh, what else, man? And not only that, there's so many good MMA fights especially coming up on our way. Um, on June 9th, we have UFC 225. Robert Whitaker is fighting Yoel Romero. It is a rematch, y'all. And also, we have so many other phenomenal fights coming up on the main card of that card. And of course, the preliminary cards are always so exciting as well. So I just want to give you guys a big um, heads up in terms of that because next week, that it, we are exclusively breaking down UFC 225, all right? So that is coming up for next week. I mean, I just wanted to bring that up because I'm personally so excited for that fight, that whole fight card. So, uh, and also it's my birthday. So it's like Dana White gave me a good birthday present. So I guess that's why I brought it up. The first thing here on the show today. But not only that, man, this week, well, not on, on the Saturday and the Sunday of this weekend, but actually on the Friday of, we have a UFC fight card coming up, which we are actually going to be breaking down the headliner of it. So we, we're going to be having a phenomenal bantamweight fight between Jimmy Rivera and Marlon Moraes. And uh, yeah, we're going to be breaking it down. And, um, it, you know, I just said that it's going to be a bantamweight fight. So you already know how how dynamic and speedy of a and how exciting of a fight it's going to be. So definitely do tune in for for a breakdown of this uh, particular fight. What else, man? Today, okay, so today we're going to be talking about a few headlines like MMA slash boxing headlines. Some of the stuff that has uh, been in the news, we're going to be talking about them. And what else? Oh, today. Okay, so you know how in the beginning of our show, we always say that TKO, you know, we do breakdowns and all, but sometimes we do, we talk about and discuss uh, some of the legendary fighters that uh, that have actually fought in combat sports overall, and we talk about their legacy and, you know, things like that. So today is actually going to be one of those days that we dedicate a, a section of our show to talking uh, to talking about one of the most phenomenal boxers that has actually ever lived <laughs> the face of this planet. So if you want to see who I'm going to be talking about, you probably kind of know who I'm going to be talking about. But listen, man, you got to tune in to that section of our show because it's going to be, I, I feel like it's going to be a life-changing thing because um, it, the, the, the event that actually occurred is a very life-changing thing. Okay. It's like a groundbreaking news so we're definitely gonna be talking about that and what else man yeah so that's pretty much what we have lined up for today and i'm not sure if i actually mentioned this already on today's episode but if you tune in to all of our episodes every single week 
you probably know that, uh, you know, I told you guys that not every single week we're going to be having that stacked, stacked, uh, uh, you know, fight card and um, not a lot of famous and I guess superstars are, are, are going to be fighting every single week throughout the summer. I feel like the promoters are actually holding off on on those good cards. They're actually gathering all of them together into one big uh, fight card that they're going to be presenting to us, the fans, sometime like in, in the middle of the summer, but not right now that we're just entering June. And, you know, because of that, we don't really have that many fight cards to talk about and that many fights, uh, you know, rather to talk about. But... Don't please don't get me wrong. The fights that we're going to be talking about on our show leading up to those um, big, big fight cards in the middle of the summer in July, International Fight Week. Listen, these fights are still pretty important and have pretty important implications. And so I would definitely recommend all of you guys to definitely do try to catch up with these fights and actually do watch these fights um, on TV or however you want to watch them because these these fights are still going to be entertaining and super technical. And um, that doesn't take anything away from the value of these fights, okay? And um, having mentioned that, I just want to give a big shout out to um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Darren Till, who actually fought in Liverpool on Sunday, this past Sunday. Um, I'm not sure if you guys actually watched the fight, but we did break it down on our previous episode. And um, I, I really enjoyed watching the fight because it was a super technical fight. And... Um, it was a phenomenal fight because you, we were seeing two super technical guys going at it. And um, the the fight actually went the full five rounds. And um, there was, of course, so much drama associated to it because Darren Till had missed weight by about four pounds or so. And he still fought Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And um, yes, Darren Till won the fight. But it was a super close fight, and many people are saying that it, it doesn't. The win for Darren Till doesn't really count, and it doesn't really matter because Darren Till actually missed weight. And um, personally, the fight was actually super close in my eyes. I would have given it a draw, or at least like a majority draw, or at least a split decision. But the f- judges actually saw the fight um, go to Darren Till through a unanimous decision which I didn't necessarily agree with, but overall, I, I really want to bring this up today on, on our show because that fight was just super phenomenal. And I just wanted to let you guys know uh, that if you did not um, catch up with that fight on Sunday, it was like Sunday afternoon, please do go out there, go go on the internet or however you want to watch this fight and actually do watch this fight because um, it really opens up your eyes in terms of some of the uh, chess play that goes on in an MMA fight in particular. So, yeah, I would say if you are <laughs> if you're trying to attract someone to our, our sport of MMA and you want to show them how technical and how mental and logical in a way our sport is definitely do show them this fight between Darren Till and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. All right, so there goes that. So now, oh man, I'm not sure if we're going to have uh, time to talk about the, you know, remember the weekly doses of motivation that we used to do? Well, I've, I think I've actually skipped a few over the past uh, week. 
And I think it would be really proper to just briefly, briefly talk about one today. So today's motivation for you guys is, well, okay. So first of all, a, a disclaimer that I don't actually, you know, br- you know, mentally think about all of these things and um, read philosophy books to actually talk about these things on the show. I uh, these things actually occur to me as I just live life and as I, uh, you know, read stuff about martial arts and uh, the philosophies associated with mixed, uh, not rather mixed, but just martial arts and combat sports in general. So today what I want to talk about is, you know how sometimes, well, actually always, almost, you are going through tough times and challenges in life and everything. Well, the thing is, I mean, personally for me, what really works for me and really gets me going and actually gets me so motivated to accomplish whatever hard task is right in front of me is for me to give myself reassurance. And I actually uh, call that the champion mentality. And uh, you're probably going to say, well, what the heck is that, right? So in my opinion, the champion mentality is you already have all of the skill sets that you need to have in order to accomplish a certain task. But okay, so uh, an average Joe would not necessarily have the... Okay, so even though you have all the skills necessary to accomplish that task, you might not necessarily have the confidence and mentality to go out there and accomplish that task. And to me, the champion mentality is... Yes, you have all of those um, uh, skills that you need to have, but you also have that strong, strong mentality and have that confidence in you so that when you walk out there and you want to go get that something and accomplish that one thing, you are super confident in yourself and you are, you. the mentality that you have is that like, you are walking into a ring or you're walking into a cage and you are the champion of the world and you have so much confidence in yourself. You believe in yourself so, so much. But please don't take that as having fake confidence in yourself and um, being kind of arrogant. Please don't take it that way. Just all, all I'm saying is you need to be confident in yourself and have a strong in- mentality of steel in order to ultimately and efficiently accomplish whatever hard task you have in front of you so i call that the champion mentality and right here i would like to give a big shout out to shannon the cannon brig who used to be the heavyweight champion of the world in boxing and um actually he is the real og when it comes to the champion mentality because you know he himself has had his um, ups and downs and i think i've actually talked about this on the show before but many many months back so you probably don't really remember but I really give kudos to Shannon the Cannon Briggs because he uh, he doesn't really fight anymore, but he does train, and he, obviously he's been through his own ups and downs, and uh, he usually makes these Instagram videos, and in those videos, he's trying to be motivating to his fans and to himself too. So his main, um, I guess, motto for life is, let's go champ. So to all of you guys out there, TKO Nation, No matter what you're going through, I say this to you. Let's go, champ. Okay, so I guess that is our weekly dose of motivation. So let's go, champ. Definitely do keep that in your mind. Honestly, tattoo it on yourself if you definitely have to because it's the best thing in the world that you can actually have, the champion mentality. 
And that belief in yourself, it goes a long way, guys. So please believe in me. And just like I said, let's go, champs. So alrighty, now back to business. So today, let's get back to what we have lined up for today. So actually, I'm going to get started by talking about that legend that I told you guys in the beginning of the show. So this is kind of like a news thing. And um, I also want to give... Um, a big shout out to a big, big legend in boxing. So you, uh, over this past week, actually, you guys pr- might have probably heard that Jack Johnson was finally pardoned by the president of the United States. Now, for a lot of you guys out there who are probably casual fight fans or don't really watch boxing or combat sports, you're probably asking, who is Jack Johnson? And Jack Johnson was the first ever African-American heavyweight champion of the world in boxing. In 1906, he won his championship belt. He was a phenomenal fighter and champion, and he had the heart of a champion, and uh, he was a phenomenal person. However, as he was a champion and um, he was just living his life back in the day, he was actually prosecuted by by the court and the jury because he was actually dating a white woman and he married out of uh, his race. And at the time, that was considered a crime. And uh, because of that, which really does seem so ridiculous right now in this um, uh, day and age, but at the time, it was, it was considered a crime. And um, unfortunately, because of that, he was on the run and um, finally after after a few years he turned himself in and um, he served some time in prison because of that which just like I said seems super ridiculous and then in unfortunately in 1946 he died in a, in a car crash but the thing is his name was never actually uh, cleared from uh, from the fact that he was considered a criminal But finally, after so many years, after about 60 years or so, we are finally at a stage that we have come to to a conclusion that, yes, Jack Johnson was actually innocent and uh, he needs to be pardoned because there is nothing wrong with, you know, um, the guy from the show Hamilton always says love is love. Okay, so love is love is love and it doesn't really matter who you date, how you love, things like that. So Jack Johnson was never really a criminal for who he loved. And uh, finally, thank God. So you guys know Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Balboa, the actor of Rocky Balboa. He made a request to um, President Trump for him to finally, uh, to actually consider clemency and for him to finally pardon Jack Johnson. And he agreed, the president of the United States agreed. And so finally, over this past week, I'm not exactly sure what day it was, but Jack Johnson was finally pardoned. And now he's a free man. And and, and, and honestly, it's, it's a v- very good thing to have. And it's one of the best things in the world right now, because just like I said, Jack Johnson was a legend. And um, it was just what the thing that it was actually convicted of was just so ridiculous. And right now he really did deserve to be um, his for his name to be present in all of history books as one of the best and one of the greatest um, heavyweight 
boxers of all time. And so in that in the session that his partnering was actually being signed by Trump, um, uh, the current WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Deontay Wilder, was present. Of course, Sylvester Stallone was present and um, Jack Johnson's um, family and great-grandchildren were present as well. And so the partnering is signed right now and um, Jack Johnson is a free man. And, you know, um, rest in peace, Jack Johnson. I wish he was actually alive to see this moment um, of him being pardoned and the fact that, you know, there's nothing wrong with what he did at the time. But, oh, well, what can we really say? But just like I said, I'm so happy that we can actually consider Jack Johnson as one of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all time. So there's that. And I did talk about Deontay Wilder for a second. So speaking of Deontay Wilder, you guys probably, okay, as boxing fans, this, the fight that, everybody has been waiting for and has been anticipating is a fight the unanimous uh, or rather the unification fight between Deontay Wilder the WBC heavyweight champion of the world and Anthony Joshua the IBF IBO WBA WBO champion of the world and so if we have that fight happen of course we're going to have a, a, a undisputed heavyweight champion of the world and um, so for the longest time, there's been talks about Deontay Wilder fighting Anthony Joshua. And uh, finally, um, according to Anthony Joshua's um, promoter, Eddie Hearn, I believe, um, there's, there's a two-week deadline for both guys to, fi- uh, to finalize all the agreements and um, sign their contracts and um, whatnot. And um, actually, according to Deontay Wilder's camp, so Deontay Wilder's camp offered Anthony Joshua $50 million for this fight, to, for the fight to actually take place in the U.S., but Anthony Joshua has proposed that he's willing to cut about $20 million off of that $50 million and he's uh, willing to fight in his home country of UK, uh, UK uh, for $37 million, but in London and in the Wembley Stadium, which um, I don't know if you guys know this, but it holds about 90,000 people in it. So if I were Anthony Joshua too... I would do that because you guys, okay, so after a while, after a certain amount of money, the more money you get, it doesn't really count. So in my opinion, okay, so here's the thing. For me personally, it doesn't matter if you get 20 million or 30 million or 35, you're still getting so much money. So uh, in the meanwhile, you might as well just do something that it's going to be memorable to you and it's going to go down in history and it's going to give an overall good experience to you because what else is better than having 90,000 people who are exclusively rooting for you and you you are in your home country and everybody's chanting your name what else is better than that so i definitely uh, agree with anthony joshua if this is uh, going to be the ultimate decision that is going to be made. It's understandable. And um, yeah, man, I would do the same thing. But if that is going to be the case, then things are going to get really tough in terms of mentality for Deontay Wilder. But I know Deontay Wilder is a really tough guy. Um, but we'll see what actually happens. I'll definitely keep you guys updated in terms of that. But the rumor um, that has been passing around is if uh, the fight is actually finalized, then we're going to be having... So if the fight happens in the UK, 
We're going to be having the fight sometime in September. But if the fight is um, set to be in the U.S., then the fight is going to be in November. But I personally hope that the fight is in the UK because, first of all, because of all those things that I said that are going to be advantages to Anthony Joshua and also because it's going to be so much nearer than November. So because of that, I'm rooting for the UK right now. But we'll see what is actually going to happen. All right. So there was that. And now, okay, so it's proper to now fully get into our breakdown of um, this Friday's UFC Fight Night main event all right so UFC fight night for this week is happening in Utica New York and um, just like I said in the beginning of the show the fight is not going to be happening over the weekend it's actually going to be happening on Friday so June 1st make sure you mark your calendars and make sure you do not miss this fight card because it's really sneaky and um, you might just miss it because of the weird dating and the timing so anyway, coming back to the main event of that evening, we have a bantamweight fight between Jimmy Rivera and Marlon Moraes. So Jimmy Rivera, I'm a huge fan of him because Jimmy Rivera, even though he's only five feet and four inches tall in that 135 uh, pound division, even though his height isn't necessarily to his advantage, but he is a phenomenal fighter because he has everything that you do look for in an MMA fighter because he has the strong, strong boxing. His dad was actually a, a boxer himself. Um, and um, he also has a phenomenal wrestling skill. So I would say wrestling is his main, main forte, especially because of his physique. Um, he's really... Um, good with um, going for takedowns and um, actually completing those takedowns on his opponents and not only that not only are his takedown attempts pretty successful he's never actually been taken down himself so his defense has actually been 100% so he's really good at defending takedowns himself and so as you can imagine those things make things so much more harder for Marlon because Marlon okay I'm not going to take anything away from how great of a fighter Marlon is but I'm just saying it's just going to be uh, things are going to be a, a bit tougher for Marlon because uh, you know uh, Jimmy Jimmy Rivera's striking is really really accurate so much more accurate than Marlon's and just like I said his wrestling is also a, a bit better than Marlon's but Marlon, what he has that is going to make him so much more distinguishable in this fight is his persistence and the fact that, yes, even he, even if he does get bloodied up and if he does get hit constantly, he's going to keep coming back and um, he doesn't really slow down when he does get injured in a fight. So he's one of those brawler guys that is not scared to try out, try out new stuff on you and who is not scared to just come forward, keep coming forward and keep charging at you. But again, things are going to be much, in my opinion, are going to be much harder for Marlon in this case because Jimmy Rivera, he is super fast on his feet. And um, one thing that is really interesting about him is that he keeps circling around his opponent and um, he's super dynamic on his feet and he's just constantly, um, he has his footwork um, going constantly and um, even though, say, you do want to throw a punch towards Jimmy Rivera, Jimmy Rivera, a, a, a half second later, he's 
nowhere near you because that's how fast he is. And the moment he sees something towards him, coming towards him, he's gonna he he's not even there. He has literally just flown away to somewhere else and has uh, changed his angle. And um, he's really sneaky, Jamie Rivera. So because of that, I would say this is gonna be a, actually a very good fight for Marlon Marais, but. It's just so interesting to see with what game plan specifically Marlon is going to come into the octagon with on fight nights and Jimmy Rivera too. Actually, Jimmy Rivera has is on a twenty fight win streak, so it's going to be really interesting how he's going to adapt to this and whether or not um, that win streak is going to be bro- broken. Or, or what is actually going to happen. So because of that, I would say even though Jimmy Rivera has more tools as, as his resources to, to fight and more, more weapons in his hands in this particular fight, you guys already know the MMA math doesn't always work out. So because of that, this is why this fight is going to be so interesting because you don't actually know what's going to happen as especially because this fight is a bantamweight fight and you guys already know it for bantamweights the when you're actually watching the the tape run it feels like as if the the tape is on uh, fast forward because the guys are just moving around so fast and they're just throwing punches so fast and um it's just going to be so much more interesting and more dynamic than a regular fight so because of that I would definitely recommend all of y'all out there to definitely do catch uh, to catch up with this fight. But if I if I were to provide a key of success for either one of these guys, I would say for Jimmy Rivera, he really needs to um, stick to his um, powerful punches. Okay, so what he needs to do is he needs to mix up his uh, powerful boxing with his takedown. So do a mix of both. But he should still be able to manage his energy in a way so that he doesn't get exhausted after after uh, a few rounds. So he needs to keep a balance of on his striking and his wrestling. So that's what Jimmy Rivera needs to watch out for. But just like I said, his strikes are accurate and his takedowns are accurate. So those are the big things that he needs to uh, watch out for. And actually... So G- Marlon Marais, he has been um, uh, able to submit a few of his opponents in the past. So in this particular case, I would say actually that Marlon Marais might potentially have a chance at um, taking down, if he's able to take down Jimmy Rivera or do something that Jimmy Rivera loses his balance and Jimmy Rivera is on the canvas on his back. In that particular case, I would say Marlon Morales is gonna be it's gonna be a big, big, big chance for him for him to just dive down and try to uh, do jujitsu with him and try to p- possibly go for a submission. Okay, so if that is going to be the case, then I would say that is the biggest thing, and um, I would say the most obvious thing that Marlon Morales can do in order to win this fight with no no doubts in mind. Okay. But otherwise, if the fight does go to decision, then things are going to be a bit more complicated. And yeah, man, so just like I said, do watch this fight on June 1st on Friday. And I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time 
we're gonna have for this week what else man make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our previous episodes and you can also go to itunes and soundcloud as well to listen to our previous episodes and what else man until next time it's your girl jenna right here and this is tko peace out